Hi, Podcast Babe, and welcome to season five of the Podcast Babes podcast. Get ready for inspiring interviews with female podcasters every Monday and a bite-sized podcast hack episode every Wednesday. If you want to learn more about podcast monetization or if you're ready to outsource podcast management, be sure to check out our website at thepodcastlate.com. Okay, so now let's go into the episode. Hello, welcome to a new episode of the Podcast Babes. I'm here today with Christine and Christine is the brains behind CL Designs and we work together actually on some social media templates. Uh, for one of our clients and it was such a good collaboration christine is so knowledgeable and i mean the templates are awesome so i'm super excited today to be talking to christine about branding podcasting and everything in between so christine welcome to the show thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to dive in today and yeah, to share a little bit more, I'm so excited to join you in your earbuds here, but I am the graphic designer who has traded in climbing the corporate ladder for climb mountains around the world and also the expert behind CL Designs and the Brand Party podcast. So I help purpose-driven businesses out there create cohesive branding, web design, social content to help you drive your impact and your sales as well. And it's also been featured in Top 10 Canada Design and the Brand Party Podcast really delivers fun, honest, actionable tips that you can implement right away in less than 30 minutes. Yes, awesome. <laughs> I love that you're also a podcaster, so you know all of our struggles and what we want in branding, what we need in branding, more importantly. So I think that's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to dive in today. Maybe we can just go back a little bit to when you started your podcast. Can you tell us why you decided uh, to start a podcast and also when? Yeah, that was about December, November, December of 2019 now. So that's about two years at the time of this recording. And, or yeah, <laughs> the whole pandemic has been a whirlwind in itself. The time has just stretched in very strange and interesting ways. But it was interesting because this is pre uh, IG, like TV, pre reels, all of that stuff on social media. And also thinking about, um, I had done a series of like Instagram lives and just wanted to show up daily on stories as well to really connect with my audience and community a bit better. And through that experience, I had decided to challenge myself for 30 days of lives. And so I told myself whether I show up for two minutes or 20 minutes, I'm here to show up with value for my community. And so that still remains true today, I would say. And after about those 30 days, I asked my audience if they wanted to continue on this journey together and people wanted more. So it ended up turning into five more months of weekly IG lives. And so at that point, I had six months worth of batch content, essentially. And then I decided to pull them again for feedback and ask them if they would prefer to show up for a live or if they would prefer a podcast. And so the people have spoken and were... We just wrapped up three seasons now and here we are. <laughs> awesome. So it's all started with the lives. Did you repurpose the lives to the podcast or was it brand new content that you created? Yeah, a mixture of both. So the first season was specific to guest episodes because I wanted something a little bit more fresh and different from what had been pre-existing as well, even though there were a few um, different solo episodes in place too. Um, and so keeping that in mind, I really wanted to ensure that there were things um, in there that were 
so still things that resonated with people as well that they could keep coming back to, but still different enough that they wouldn't have gotten bored over those six months together. But otherwise, for the other seasons, I definitely repurposed a few of them or previous blog posts on my website. So understanding when you think of content too, that there's this great highway analogy that I like to share with my clients is that looking down at your highway, there's multiple touch points with your brand, for example. Uh, and so thinking that not everybody's going to see every piece of content that you come out with necessarily. And thinking maybe the third, fourth time you notice a flash of red go by, maybe the fifth, sixth time you start to notice that like fun spoiler on the back. And then the seventh time you finally get to read that funny bumper sticker on the back of that car that you've been um, keeping track of. So just keeping that in mind that, you know, it does take multiple kind of touch points to really get your message across to people. Yes, very good point. And I also noticed I've been uh, re-releasing some previous episodes on the podcast. Uh, the episodes have been on the podcast already, but then months before I re-released it. These episodes worked really well for me and for my audience. Like still, your audience is still interested um, in your tips and tricks about this topic that you talk about if it's if it's high value content and people might have not heard this episode or they have heard it and they just get a lot of value from re-listening to it I mean I also do that I'm also a re-listener to episodes that I absolutely love and every time I learn something else Mm -hmm, exactly and I love timestamps and everything in the show notes just being really thorough and kind to your listeners that they can, if they only have a certain period of time to listen to an episode, whether they're getting ready in the morning to like a quick drive somewhere, then at least you can just get those golden nuggets uh, out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Did you do that from the start or is that something that you learn along the way that that works well for your audience? You know, I am not a big fan of writing, but I know the power that show notes and copywriting can do for your business and your podcast for that matter too. And so for me, it doesn't come as naturally necessarily. I think I definitely prefer recording the episodes, having fun with my guests, and then also obviously like the content and branding side of things, the visual communications of it. But with that, I think it's it really does help that customer journey and that listener journey too to help not only make sure that they get the information that they want and need, but also that they're more likely to then, I know you talk a lot about monetization too, that they're much easier to fast track in a sense to that next step if they are interested in working with you or even finding out more about what the guests have to offer. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, can we talk a little bit about the different seasons that you had of the podcast? So you're, you wrapped up three seasons by now. Is season one very different from season two and season three? Or is your format the same, content similar and... Um, yeah. How is that for you? Did you make any big changes there? Yeah. The first season was really like that beta test for me also, because it was completely different from doing IG lives to a certain extent. And so at that point of my business also with CL Designs before Brand Party podcast, I was wrapping up holiday like projects before the holidays. I was going through a personal health scare and just a one-person army to like schedule, record, edit, promote, market, brand, the whole podcast and everything. And so it's a lot up front to put out a show and to launch. So like having somebody would have been extremely helpful like yourself or someone else to help with that process. But at that point of time, I really wanted to validate the idea before even taking the next step to think about 
future seasons or management and stuff like that too, to help outsource and just alleviate the busy plate that I had. Um, but thinking about it, the first season was very much uh, for the big beginner business owners out there, especially to really lay down the foundations um, and really helping support where they're currently at to help them move forward. And then the second season, we were in the height of the pandemic uh, all around the world. And so I really wanted topics to reflect what was happening as a human first, but also as a business owner. So a lot of the other topics were very much surrounding um, like messaging for diversity and inclusion to accessibility and other topics that we don't talk as much about in the branding world, but I think are extremely important. So I wanted to bring some light to that. And so that was the second season really bringing emphasis to these topics as well. And then with the third season, feeling like a lot of my listeners have come along with me throughout this journey too, and have obviously grown their businesses quite a bit over the pandemic and the year as well, that they needed something to just level themselves up and continue growing. So a lot of the tips and topics are reflective of that as well, moving forward. And then even planning season three, thinking of what that trajectory looks like to help support them moving forward, but always keeping it integral to like very tangible tips. So I think there it's great to feel motivated, but what I love about your podcast also, people can actually walk away with the step-by-step of what they can do moving forward. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I think it's so good to hear that you also take your listeners on the journey with you. Like season one, more for beginners. Season two, what's happening right now, what we're all going through. And then season three, really like that next level, that next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then also keeping in mind like, the brand party podcast wasn't necessarily it was kind of like the side hustle to my business in a sense also and so considering that i wanted to have this as my passion project and keep evolving with it too that sometimes thinking about how can i optimize like the capacity that i'm currently at as a business owner too so if you're listening in and you feel overwhelmed by adding another thing on your plate i totally get it But I think there's so much value in positioning yourself as an authority, as opportunities come in from podcasts that you would have never even thought of or dreamed about even. There's so much room for opportunity there, but also, uh, you know, you can make it work for you. So even thinking about season two and season three, I was stretched for capacity a lot more too. And uh, I had decided listening to my listeners as well for feedback that they really like these five minute Monday episodes as well. So this way you get some quick nuggets in there to start off your week. And then it's filled out with more um, thorough like guest episodes as well. So there's kind of a range and variety for a variety of listeners to tune into. I think that is also really good to hear that you ask your listeners what they want. I think that is a really key takeaway of what you just said and what you mentioned also when you launched the podcast. You ask your your audience, are you even interested in this? Like, is this what you want? And then you took the time and space to validate the idea because even though people say they want to listen, do they actually go and listen? <laughs> That's the thing, right? And so your stats and your numbers will tell you. And so as a creative, I feel like it can be really daunting sometimes to dive into the numbers world of things. But that's really when you get super intimate with it, you can have so much wonderful magic that happens from it too by seeing like where are people tuning in and uh, it's really, really interesting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I also love 
uh, that you use seasons for your podcast. So I talk on this podcast a lot about uh, seasonal podcasts because I just love doing this podcast in seasons. It has brought me so much freedom, actually, to test things out, experiment, uh, see what works, what doesn't work. But also, like you said, when you're super busy and super overwhelmed and you're just working for clients and you don't have the capacity to just do weekly episodes, you can just take a break because it's a seasonal podcast. I mean, you can also take a break when you uh, have a weekly podcast, but you want to stay consistent while also don't get yourself burnt out. And I, For me, working in seasons worked so well. How was that for you? Was it also a conscious decision? I think that's a yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that I can speak for a lot of people, hopefully, that... Hey, babe, do you like this episode so far? Like me, you have a message to share with your audience, and it is important. In fact, it could change their lives. That is what I believe. But first, you need to be very clear about two things. Exactly who you are trying to help and what you offer them that no one else can. Because it all starts there. It's all about your brand. And Brandface sponsors this podcast. They help people just like you to define, develop, and display a brand that positions you as an authority. It's time to make sure you stand out. Find out more at learnaboutbrandface.com. And I also added the link to the show notes so you can just click through there. Okay, now let's get back to the episode. We're feeling a little bit burnt out and... If you're in the content world, especially whether it is through podcasting or, you know, social media in itself and just everything holistically, it's a lot to deal with. Uh, and so understanding that you're still processing things that are happening probably during the pandemic as a human, first of all, and how that might translate into your well-being as a business owner and as a podcaster too. So I feel like people can hear that feeling that you have that you bring along with you when you speak or you know the the content that you come up with too whether it's the topics that are reflective of the times or whatnot I am a big fan of batching content for sure but also making sure that it's reflective of what's actually going on in the world too so having that balance is is something that I'm always challenged by to a certain degree but I think being able to prioritize yourself and rest is going to help you tenfold in the future as well. And like nobody's complained about me taking time off during the podcast. There's like close to 50 episodes out there for people to uh, sink their <laughs> teeth into, you know. So there, like you mentioned, there's so much good stuff to come back to as well because you get something different out of it each time. Yeah, so you mentioned that it's it can be difficult to balance batch recording, having a backlog of episodes, and then also staying up to date with current events. How do you manage this? Do you plan out the whole season before it uh, you start releasing it? Or do you give yourself the freedom to change things as you go? Yeah, I'm relatively flexible. Like, I like to plan it all out as a full season, ideally, just so that I can get a quick snapshot and understand the flow of the topic so that one of them can maybe uh, help bridge the gap between one another a little bit more easily as well. If there's something reflective of, say, for example, we talk about websites and then perhaps the following week is SEO based. So it's continues that conversation a little bit more naturally. And so keeping that in mind, however, things change very quickly in the world. <laughs> and so understanding that and being 
compassionate about it too. Sometimes if it's a very heavy week, sometimes I will also just not have an episode come out to make space for the news and the uh, other, like to help amplify other stories that are out there instead. Um, so depending on that, I try to be conscious of how to go about it um, as well for the podcast and the show, but also keeping in mind then if I am able to reach out to another guest potentially to help bring some light to that topic, then you know, that will be a quick turnaround in a sense and to plug that in. But otherwise, I think my guests are relatively flexible also and kind and compassionate of what's going on in the world too. Yes, makes sense. And I think that's also a great tip. For me, it also works so well to just have the um, season planned out because I didn't do that for season four. That did not work well. So for season five that we're in now, definitely plan everything out. And it works just make sure that you don't have the stress of, oh my God, what am I going to talk about right now? Because I need to record an episode. That's just uh, not how I personally like to show up. And probably the same for you that you have to record. That's just, just adds stress to your week. And that's not what you want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's just nice to get in the zone too, right? If you're kind of organized and batch oriented, like uh, both of us here, then I think it's so helpful to just get in the zone. I have like some bullet points or scripts to help me out too, just to keep the the flow going. Otherwise, I feel like a deer in headlights sometimes. And I'm, I have the tendency to just like not say anything, which is not great for podcasting, obviously, but that's where the help and preparation comes in, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, let's segue a little bit into branding because Christine, you know so much about branding. As podcasters, what are some things that we should be mindful of uh, when we launch a new podcast or when we're maybe rebranding a podcast? Do you have any tips for us here? Yeah, I feel like that podcast cover art is so important also and something that is very often overlooked in a sense too. And keeping in mind a few things. So one of them, you want it to be really well-designed so that it's scalable also. So whether you are that little one-by-one-inch square on you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify to a big billboard one day, right? So keeping that in mind, you do want it to make sure that it's not pixelated, first of all, and that the resolution quality is really clear um, and high enough contrast for accessibility to read. Also, because I feel like if your listeners or your uh, community can't read it, then it's really hard to deliver that message moving forward too. Um, but also keeping in mind, if you are the host of the show, sometimes it's nice to bring in that human element to it too. I know it can be scary, but in the world of podcasting where it's so voice and audio first, sometimes it's nice to bring in that visual element to really help you stand out also and to put a face to the name, right? It's a lot friendlier that way too, if it makes sense for the the subject matter that you have for your show, obviously. Um, but also to not make sure that you get into this trap of sharing too much of like your cliche podcast graphics in a way, whether it's like too much headphones or like a microphone, I think it's overdone in a sense. So it's not really going to ensure that you stand out in that space. And so if you keep those things in mind and just keep it really clean and clear, I feel like that will help you go a long way in terms of starting out or rebranding as well to make sure that the cl it's clutter free and really easy for people to identify what your show is about um, before they even hit play. I think that's such a great tip because first, when I uh, started my other podcast, my first podcast, 
I completely did not know any of this. And looking back, my episode or no, no my uh, podcast cover art was not that clear when you see it uh, really tiny on your screen when you're when you're in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You couldn't really read it. It was not it was not uh, not clear enough. So I think this is a really good tip for anyone who is thinking about new podcast cover arts. Some podcasters, they use a, another image for every episode and then other podcasters just use their cover art. What do you think? What is what is better? What would you recommend? Oh, this is a tough one. I do struggle with this also. I think there's pros and cons to both of them if I <laughs> have to go down this route because I feel like familiarity is such a great component of creating that brand visibility and awareness when, again, coming back to that highway analogy that if you kind of continue that clear messaging and also the graphic side of things that people become familiar with it and they learn to identify your show. So keeping that in mind, I think there's one big pro for sure with keeping the album art um, artwork consistent moving forward. But also then you have, uh, you know, obviously the guest episodes where there's like a different face on there perhaps or some other elements that it just helps change the landscape a little bit more, especially if you have really loyal listeners and it's something refreshing for people to see content wise. Uh, but I would say it's always nice to have alternatives as well, especially for if you have a newsletter that you're coming out with um, to your social media, to the website for the blog post um, with all the show notes and everything, then I highly encourage having the uh, the other guest episodes there. But for Apple Podcasts and Spotify, for my own show anyways, I keep it consistent just to keep that uh, familiarity and visibility in place. Okay. Is there anything that you see in the podcast world that many podcasters do branding-wise that you're like, mm, could be better? <laughs> I feel like the world of audiograms is really interesting. So obviously videos are uh, increasing in the world and people are really interested in it, but also keeping in mind for that even if we're scrolling through stories on Instagram, for example, people aren't always having the audio on either. And for added accessibility, as we uh, work through our project recently together too, is that having closed captioning is really going to help stand out, but also just be really kind to your listeners out there and even help you reach a wider audience actually, right? So you're actually including a lot more people through this um, who may not be able to otherwise or also, it's just really nice as a, if I'm not able to turn on the sound at the moment, then it's a really great alternative too to still consume your content in a really meaningful way. But oftentimes it looks quite janky and clunky and uh, not so clean and clear like we're mentioning too. So this way, I wish that people paid more attention to those. I always help my clients um, with this because many people, many podcasters, when they come to us, they don't have closed captions on their uh, audiograms or they don't use audiograms at all and I think it's so important it's such an important tool to promote your podcast you can really show your potential listeners like hey this is what the episode is about and it's so important to pick the right audio snippet for it and then use these closed captions so that people can actually see what's going on in this video that you created it's it's so important and that's is a very important tool to drive traffic to your podcast and to get people actually listening like from social media to your podcast and then consume your content. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is too, with those audiograms, you have so much more uh, power over the impact of your branding side of things too and the visual communications of it versus like 
uh, I see a lot of podcasts out there too that are, you know, filming in their studio now, or maybe like not either. And so, you know, when you and your guests have very different uh, backgrounds, like in your Zoom settings and all these sort of things, then sometimes it can maybe not be as reflective of your branding um, identity as well. So this way through audiograms, it's a lot more presentable and professional looking um, that oftentimes your guests are happy to share also. Yes, absolutely. That's I think that's such a great tip. Christine, thank you so much for sharing all this all these tips and tricks about branding and also about your own experience as a podcaster. I think this was super helpful. Um, is there any other main takeaway that you want to leave us with before we go? I think have fun with it. Like experiment, I think was the big thing from this episode, hopefully that you've taken away and that branding doesn't need to be boring, but by having brand clarity, you can actually have so much more room to play with and to reduce that like overwhelm, but really feel motivated to uh, tap into what your listeners really want and are resonating with you. Yes. And especially what you just said, what your listeners want. I think that is for me a main takeaway that I'm going to ask my listeners like right now what they want for the new season. I think that is so good that you do that over and over again. Like, do you want me to launch a podcast? Yes. Okay. How did season one go? What do you want to hear next? Uh, you know, all these things. I think we usually know that we should be doing this, but I love hearing that you do it and it worked so well for you. I think for me, that is the main takeaway that I got from this conversation today. So thank you so much, Christine. Thank you so much, Anne, for having me. And then last question, where can people find you if they want to learn more about branding? Uh, where can people find you best? Yeah, well, if you want to continue the party, then I'm usually on Instagram at underscore C-L-I-E-U or at Brand Party Podcasts, um, anywhere that podcast can be listened to also. Um, but otherwise, if you are looking for help to bring some brand clarity to your show, then I do have a brand party challenge, which is free. It's a unique five-day challenge for entrepreneurs, podcasters out there who are looking to identify their core values, their color palette, their mood board, and to also receive accountability and feedback in a safe community to come as you are and to celebrate your brand. So I would love to have you part of it, but I'll send um, on the uh, link to the show notes there. All the links are in the show notes. So uh, you can just go there, click the links and definitely go listen to the Brand Party podcast. Um, it is amazing. And I'm sure you're going to get so much value out of it. Bye for now. See you in the next episode. And that's a wrap for this episode. You can find the full show notes, including links, more info and timestamps at thepodcastbase.com forward slash podcast. There will be a new episode every Monday and Wednesday. So I'll just see you then. Hey, Podcast Babe, before you go, I want to tell you real quick about a free tool that we developed, a quiz. So if you have heard me talking about podcast monetization and all the different options that you have and you're like, okay, cool, but what's the right one for me? That is exactly what you can find out in this quiz. So if you go to thepodcastbabes.com forward slash quiz, you can answer nine questions. It will only take you five minutes. And one of the podcast monetization strategies will roll out of this quiz as the perfect strategy for you. Of course, I will also give you some tips on how to get started, some podcast episodes to listen to, specified to the outcome of your quiz. So go to the podcast babes forward slash quiz, take the quiz and start monetizing.